Yawa Radio. Be happy. Be inspired. A warm welcome to the Yawa Radio podcast. The Yawa Radio podcast is an opportunity again to listen to one of our inspirational, thought-provoking interviews that we have brought to the listeners of Yawa Radio. Yawa Radio is online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are your well-being and happiness radio station, bringing the feel-good feeling to every single day of the week. Check us out at yawaradio.co.uk. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast from the Yawa Radio team. Welcome to your business journey right here on Yawa Radio, where we talk to businesses from a UK and around the world who share their stories, how they started, the trials and tribulations they've gone through, and they share things that may well resonate with you. Your business journey is sponsored by networkb2b.co.uk. If you'd like to connect with others' businesses, share information, grow, and uh, help each other open doors, check out networkb2b.co.uk. UK. Now sit back and enjoy this week's Your Business Journey right here on Yawa Radio. With inspirational guests from across the world. This is Yawa Radio. So welcome to Yawa Radio. If you joined us for the first time and if you joined us for the first time on uh, this program called Your Business Journey. All I'll say is, uh, goodness gracious, where have you been for the past two years? <laughs> we are Yawa Radio. It's always great to talk to people who are making a difference to people in business and have got their own business journey story as well. And I'm joined on the line today by Sean Ellis. Sean, how are you? I'm very well, thanks, Steve. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a lovely day. How are you? Um, that's great. The sun is shining. Things are looking lush. And uh, yeah, all in all, pretty good. And I love the title, Sean, Business Development List. That's uh, I love, love that. And uh, a nice play on words. Yeah, it, uh, it, it, it comes from a chap called Piaget, who uh, did, did a lot of work in the children's development area. Um, and because of the the type of coaching that I do, I wanted to move away from the, the term coaching a little mm. bit um, and, and talk more about development because that's really what it is that I do. It's about helping people to develop their thinking. Right. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll expand on that and because it's fascinating, the work that you do. We'll expand on that in a few minutes' time. But how, how did you become into the role that you're doing now, Sean? I mean, what's the background to it? Well, well, it... It, I've been thinking about that this morning. Uh, it's, it's quite, it's, it's, it's a long journey, I would say. I mean, I've always had an interest in personal development and psychology going back to, to when I was at school. Um, I think the only thing that put me off actually going into psychology as a profession was the need to, the perceived need to be uh, statistically competent, shall we say. Um, and, and although I was quite good at maths, um, statistics was never something that I, I looked at. And and that put me off and maybe that was un- unfortunate but I, I pursued that kind of interest I, I got involved in an organization called Amway which um, mm-hmm. you and many of your readers may have heard of um, and they had a big kind of personal development piece that went alongside the, the multi-level marketing business and that piqued my interest again and I got really into into that side of things um, I 
I, I quit Amway um, after a while. It turned out it wasn't wasn't actually for me. Um, but then um, a, few, you know, a few years later, I ended up running a team uh, at HSBC when I went permanent there. I was given some developmental training, shall we say. I wasn't true coaching, but developmental training. And I really felt the benefit from that. Um, and then we did some more training around how to develop your team. Uh, and I started to take a more active role in developing my team. And I found that I absolutely loved the feeling that you get when you see somebody else progress and develop and, and, and grow. So uh, when there was a reshuffle and um, I, I opted to take redundancy from HSBC, I spent some time thinking about what is it that I want to do? So going through that process I thought you know what why not, why not become a coach so um, I, I, I spent a big chunk of my redundancy money on um, coach training um, and, and qualified to be a coach okay so that's that's how you got there that's a bit of bit of the journey and, yeah. and, and how things have developed then because you've got you've got quite a unique um, I won't say style, a unique program, probably. Is that is that the better word in the in the, how you approach things? Uh, program, maybe approach is 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 a better way of describing it. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I coached through the I, I trained rather through the ICF track, the International Coach Federation track, um, and you know it, it was good. It gave me the grounding that I needed. It gave me the theory. It gave me some practices that I could go out there and, and use, which I did. Um, I spent some. I spent you know probably a, about three years trying to work out what my niche was and trying different things mm -hmm. um, but but coached various people and, and helped them a, along the way but in 2020 um uh, a friend's he was sort of a friend i was friendly with his wife through through my work at hsbc he qualified he, he got a phd um, and the subject of his PhD was uh, constructive development and self-awareness. Okay. Um, and he actually created a whole new theory in coaching, uh, in, rather in psychology called constructive development theory. Uh, and then kind of, so the, the approach that I use is emerged from that. Um, he felt dissatisfied with what he'd experienced in coaching and was seeing in the coaching world. Um, I had similar reservations and I really, I was really drawn to his theory. So we built up a really good relationship. And so we, we use that then to, to, to build out a, a coaching approach. I mean, if I can just kind of give a little bit about constructive development theory, um, what, what it, it demonstrated that the way we construct our realities is a product of the level of our self-awareness. Mm -hmm. um, and that that level of self-awareness can be derived by deconstructing our thinking into 50 cognitive intentions. You can think of these as a thinking team. So you've got a thinking team of 50 team members are all helping you to predict and manage what's going on, on in your world. And if you can uh, break your thinking style down and see how you use each of those intentions and how aware you are of those, you can get a level of, of self-awareness. Um, so that the greater that our level of self-awareness is around our intention, cognitively speaking, then the better that we can respond to the choices in our environment. 
And so coaching too uses that deconstruction to say, okay, so which cognitive intentions are you most aware of? Okay. Um, and, 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 and we look to increase your overall level of self-awareness, your overall thinking complexity um, by focusing on key imbalances in, in that thinking style. So, Sean, if you if you were wanting to work with somebody, then how does the process start? Because you've got this unique three day transformation process. Is that the start, or, or is it is it a chat? How does it work? You know, somebody wants to uh, like, like what you're doing, and like, oh, I'd like to talk to Sean. How, what's the process? Uh, well, so, I mean, the, the process to start with is to uh, is to jump on a call with me. Um, okay. You can do that um, if you go to my website or my LinkedIn page. Then um, you know my my phone number's up there, my email's up there, and um, I've got a, a calendar link as well, which people can go on to and just book half an hour with me. And then um, I'll, I'll talk to them about the specific um, area of interest I've got with regards to coaching. Um, one of the things that we've noticed is that there is a, a focus on kind of challenges and problems and, and, and goals with, with coaching. And that's one of the things that we try to move away from, because depending on your level of self-awareness, the goal that you want to achieve might not be the right goal for you. So actually focusing on increasing your level of self-awareness will either cement that and make it easier for you to achieve it and you're more likely to see how you can do it or you'll realise that actually what that wasn't the right thing for me rather than just charging head headlong down it. Um, yeah, so so we start with that conversation once we agree that we're going to go forward with a coaching engagement. Uh, the next step would be to get a coaching profile, uh, a, a, an identity compass profile, so that takes about three quarters of an hour to an hour of your time to fill up the questionnaire and that will give us that deconstruction um deconstructing your profile your thinking style across those 50 dimensions that we talked okay. about um it will give you a level of your uh the, the awareness quotient which is how we uh, measure your level of self-awareness and gives that tells us two things um at that point then we know first of all what approach we need to take to coaching because the approach that you take to coaching someone at different levels of self-awareness is different mm-hmm. um so 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 people at higher levels of self-awareness are more easily able to co-create with you um the people that perhaps are a lower level that might need more more, more direction so that that helps with that uh, but the other thing and the thing that i really love about coaching too is the fact that it comes with built-in ethics so um, in order for a coach to be able to coach you, they've got to be able to see your hands. Uh, whichever coaching um, philosophy you use, really, um, they are all reliant upon the coach being able to observe the client's patterns and, and act like a mirror and reflect them back. Okay. Okay. Yeah, if, if, if a coach is at um, a lower level of self-awareness than their client, they can't see the client's patterns, so they're not able to reflect them. It's like looking through a, a smoky mirror rather mm-hmm. than the proper reflective mirror. Okay. Um, so, so, so we can check that because the coach, myself, I'll have done a, I've done a, a, an AQ, an identity compass profile. I know what my level of AQ is, um, and then I can compare that to the clients. And if the client's above me, then I can find another coach um, that, that's got a higher level of, of awareness quotient and pass them off, off to them so that they can actually get the help that they need. Okay, and, and Sean, do you, in, in terms of the work that you do, I'm just thinking if, if if somebody was thinking of starting a business, would you work with somebody like that, or is it is do you also work with established companies from like a leadership role as well, like facilitating? Do you do both? Um, 
the beauty of this approach is that it does work. It will work with anyone. Um, it, it will work at, at the outset and it will work um, for people that are more established. Um, where I think um, the real value is in this approach, though, is when a business wants to scale up. I mean, pretty much anyone can start a business, get it off the ground and, and, and get it running to a reasonable level. Um, that you know you, you don't need necessarily need to invest in a lot of personal development in order to, to do that when you get to the point of wanting to scale up though um, the any I hesitate to use the word flaws any imbalances in the way that you think um, can affect the way that you lead the company um, so there are things um, around organizational development, you know, whether whether you put structure in and how much structure you put in around operational management, you know, whether you've got structured engineering processes, uh, people processes, so people management, even financial management, how much notice you take in the figures, how much effort you put into those, how rigorously you review and plan them. All of those things can be affected by your, your thinking. And that's not just at an individual level, but at a leadership team level as well. Mm -hmm. So um, any company, and particularly technology companies, because they probably are the biggest kind of fastest growing industry at, at the moment, um, and, and also the, the people that start those tend to have a fairly specific, shall we say, style of thinking um, that leads them towards um, coding and development and, and, and building things like that. Um, they would really benefit from, um, from from the coaching at that point, understanding what their profile is. Mm -hmm. um, and I've developed a tool that maps that onto specific leadership risks, such as the ones that we were talking around, around organizational management, um, people management, operational management, financial management and a couple of others um, and so we can map that and we can say okay so based on that then these will be some key areas for the for, for the coaching that we can look at because they'll de-risk the, uh, the 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 company around that leadership piece I've, I've just got this vision now of this uh, this wonderful creative person doing all the coding and things like that but not paying any attention to what's happening on the money side or what's happening to the uh, if he's got a team how they're thinking he could be just or she could just be hell bent on i'm getting on with me coding and and all these things are flying about or flapping about at the sides that need to be looked at is is that is that a bit of an assessment that's just what came to me as you were talking there I mean, there's a reason that we have stereotypes, right? Okay, so what, what you said is a little bit stereotypical, okay. but we have stereotypes for a reason, and yeah. that's because they, they and even across cultures, um, so, you know, but, but, but yeah, you, you're absolutely right. So people that, um, well, founders, typically, people that start a business, they're probably very options oriented. So they'll be just doing whatever needs to be done. So they move from one thing to another and they'll enjoy that. Mm. So when it comes to actually putting a structure into place, they might resist that. They might not put enough structure into place. Yeah. um somebody uh that those kinds of people again as you say they're they're, they're interested in sitting in front of their computer coding they, they don't tend to have such an interest in people um and that can cause 
massive problems in, in a business because a business is made up of people. Um, so um, coaching them in, in that space to become a little bit more externally constructed, um, thinking about the people, other people's perspectives and things like that can help them build a, a, a constructive rather than a toxic culture, uh, can help to make sure they've got the right processes in place, can help to make sure that as the company grows, that they're taking care of the needs of the people, particularly the people that have helped them build the company in the first place, mm. um, taking care of of their needs and making sure that they stay with the company as it grows and don't just walk out the door to their nearest competitor taking all of their, their knowledge and maybe clients with them um so 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 yeah absolutely that stereotype does hold true um largely uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it just came to me because i've worked with people like that in the past and they they um and I, I worked with one guy in particular, and um, we, we had a, it's going back to the days when you used to have those big computer printouts like this um, and big bloody computer machines and things like that. And if something went wrong, you know, it would it would come in and it just go, well, that's sorted. And you go, well, well, well that's that's wonderful. That's wonderful. But wouldn't it be more empowering if if we had a problem like that, somebody could just sort it themselves. If you actually train and teach and develop people rather than you just think you're sat in your office over there and we can't manage without you because if I'm not here, the company will crumble. Wouldn't it be better if we could actually share that knowledge, share that skill. We don't need to know everything that you do, but just little bits and you could get on and develop the other stuff rather than just sat there being the emergency call. If that makes sense, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's somebody with a, a high um, influence motive. Hmm. Um, it, it's actually renamed when um, uh, with, with the chap that created the kind of the motivation theory, human motivation theory. He actually called it power. Um, it, it's been toned down a little bit. People call it influence now, but it's still the same thing. <laughs> they, want, yeah. they want to retain that that control. Yeah, and 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 I guess as well when when you're working working with companies that are like you know need to want to develop and things like that it can be a challenge can't it for some people sometimes to let go and 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 let other people manage something or lead on something because you know it's 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 been their baby it's and, and i'm oh yeah and remember somebody said to me i was working with a guy once and he went well nobody does it just like i do and i went but 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 is it is it that important that they do it exactly like you do, or is it important they do what they need to do? You know, and that comes up in conversation, Sean. I guess it, it does. That comes up a lot. So um, what what you're referring to there is what we call uh, an internal frame of reference. So okay. um, that they they rely almost exclusively on their own judgment um for for whatever reason i mean there's no you know i, I mean you, you could look back at all of the reasons for why they are the way they are um and they'll be cultural upbringing uh, other experiences that have led to that but as a coach we don't look at that stuff we just look at where where you are now and how we can move you forward so mm. um in, in internal think that internal thinking is, is something that is um implicated in an awful lot of poor decision making um so when we do see people like that it is really important that we try to get them to be more 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 externalized interestingly though uh, the majority of the population particularly particularly those that have been in employment for any period of time are um are the opposite way around 
Really? Um, they, they, yeah, they, they're more likely to trust other people's judgment. They used to be told what to do, when to do it, how to do it, um, and 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 to think of the needs of other people or the other organisations rather than, than their own needs. And they're more externally constructed. So uh, one of one of my um, recent clients, um, he was exactly like that, and uh, we we had to spend some time actually making him to trust his own judgment more. So making more internal, so it can go both ways right okay and 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 i'm just thinking as you're talking there is i'm thinking of this like continuum line because when everybody's not always at totally at one end of something however they they can be on this continuum it might be it might be certain things that they're over here at but then other things they're here at so because i know sometimes people can get can get a bit hung up can't they when you know, I can remember years ago when somebody used to do some like psychometric tests and and somebody would oh I'm I'm here, I'm one of them. Well, no, no, that might be a preference. It's not me. Does it mean that you operate there all the time? Is yeah. that yeah? That no, that that that's exactly true. I mean, this this psychometrics is a whole lot of research that's been done um by Dr. Stevens and others, um, showing some of the challenges um and the invalidity of a lot of these psychometric tests, including some that are very well known and very widely used. <laughs> I won't mention it. I can think of um, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um the, the the one the one we use is exactly what you says. It, it it measures a level of preference. Um mm. so if I go back to the the, the thinking team, um example if you think of your thinking team as something like a football team um it, it might be that commonly you you constantly um your left backs are, are, are always kind of um, rushing forward defending. <laughs> oh. or, well they're, they're they're always the ones that are engaging um, okay. so the, the so the opposite team just think oh great okay so we'll come down the right hand side because the right backs are doing nothing so we can <laughs> we, we, we can we, we can get in that gap there um so the the coach will see that the coaching team will see that and they will coach the right backs so they'll say the, the left backs you're doing fine i don't really need to focus on you we let spend some time focusing on the right backs um so you spend some time focusing on the right backs focusing on the right backs and you get them them up and you, you're not worried too much about left backs now during that time your left backs might pull back a bit because there's no pressure on them because everyone's focused on the right back so you might find there's a little bit of a swing mm-hmm. um but then but then what you've done is you've trained or coached the right backs there so that they can engage as well and so by by gradually doing that you'll, you'll bring them into play the others are already into play and you get you get balance um and you get and you get the choice and that way the other team makes it finds it more difficult because they can't go down either side because the team can choose then whether to deploy left backs or right backs according to what's coming at them and that's really what what it's about and what the profile measures is that balance in the key groupings uh, those positions if you like um to, to try to get that balance in there and, and sean when you when you do this um all these thinking things with people then does it come as a surprise to some people on uh, what comes out of it it, it does um and they they can reject it. I, rem- I remember when I was um, first profiled um, using this approach, and I've been profiled many times before, and always thought it was a fairly accurate reflection. Mm. Then I did this one, and I was just like, "No, I don't believe that." Right. <laughs> I don't. I don't agree with this. I don't agree with that. And I was asked a couple of questions that, as as 
as a kind of, you know, well, you know, what, what about this? And have you thought about it this way? And I kind of went away and I thought, and the more I thought about it, the more I realised that actually it was a true reflection. I just wasn't aware. So again, it comes back to, to awareness. And, and usually you, 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 you'll find that just by asking one or two questions, you can get to the point of, of raising that person's awareness. So they do see actually, yes, now I understand what that's coming out that way. I'm, and, and I am um, like, like that um i just hadn't really thought about it that way wow um yeah yeah interesting I interesting so sean if people want to find out more about you and uh and have this uh, initial chat so this uh i guess that's a free chat consultation i guess to see if you can because it's important i think we should stress this as well and, and i mean you mentioned it in the fact about the level of coaching if you're down here or you know you at this level of somebody's at that level you'll find another coach but it's also important that relationship with the coach and client, isn't it, from that first call? It the, the, the relationship is important um, in, in so far as the client trusts the coach. Yes. There is, there, there is a little bit too much emphasis on developing an emotional connection in, uh, in in some coaching areas and that can actually be detrimental to the client because it, it keeps them in what they call it what Keegan would call a socialized mind rather yeah. than moving them to a, a self-authoring mind um, but yeah absolutely it's, it's, it, that that trust is important so um, yeah I mean to, to, to answer the first part of that question to get hold of me to, to book to book a slot uh, um, if you go onto my website or onto um, onto LinkedIn, there's a link on there to to book a free consultation with me, or you could call me. Um, I'm often busy. Do leave a message. I will call you back, um, or or you can email me, um, and I'll always try to get back to you within within 24 hours. Um, I, I say that the first 30 minutes is free, but really, you know, if if it takes two, three, four sessions, you know, conversations to to, to get you to a point where you actually do want to take it forward, um, it's it, it's a fairly chunky investment getting good quality coaching is a fairly chunky investment you've got to be sure about what you're going to get so i will quite happily take the time um to get you comfortable with with uh with the investment that you're making in yourself cool so um sean as we finish then just what's the website that people could take a look at um if they want to get in touch or maybe give your number out if you wish it's up to you um, so my website is seanelliscoaching.co.uk so that's s-e-a-n Sean L S C W L I S coaching dot co dot UK. Um and my phone number is O double seven double nine three six two six nine four. Or you can get me um by email as I said at Sean S E A N at Sean Ellis Coaching dot co dot UK. Brilliant. Sean, big thank you for sharing that um, knowledge and expertise with us today on, on your business journey. And uh, whatever you're doing for the rest of your day, have a wonderful day. Thank you very much, Steve, and you. Thank you. This has been your business journey right here on Yawa Radio. If you'd like to join as a guest and share information about your business and share some uh, information that may resonate with other people who may be starting off or maybe just going through that little challenge that they may have in their business, we would love to hear from you. Simply email studio at yawaradio.co.uk. That's studio at yawaradio.co.uk. This has been Your Business Journey right here on Yawa Radio. Your Business Journey is sponsored by networkb2b.co.uk. Helping connect businesses to share information and grow and open new doors. Network B2B.
www.ghostbusters.co.uk. A big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the team at Yawa Radio. Remember to check us out live online 24 hours a day, seven days a week at yawaradio.co.uk. And if you'd like to join us as a guest on Yawa Radio or as a guest on the Yawa Radio podcast, we would love to hear from you. Simply email studio at yawaradio.co.uk. UK. Once again, a big thank you for taking the time out to listen. This is the Yawa Radio Podcast. Copyright applies. Yawa Radio. Be happy. Be inspired.